right, there's potential one for an intro song. I I, <clears throat> I like the intro. Uh, the only thing was it almost seemed a little bit too long. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely too long. That's just... You're just testing oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm just testing it out. Definitely cut it down. Make it shorter. But I did like it. Good. I didn't know you were musical. <laughs> well, I knew a little bit, but... Yeah. That was... <clears throat> was that you playing all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that... Sure. Did I hear a drum? Was there a drum I just... Re- I re- actually used the... Uh, I used my keyboard as a synthesizer, and I used it to create oh. the... Yeah. So you're a musician that is a cheater. <laughs> well, I actually played the percussive... I played it. I played the beat myself by hand rather than putting it into. I could have done it through Fruity Loops, but I chose to do it that way. That sounds really fruity. <laughs> yes, very clearly you're not musical. No, I am the least musical person you will ever meet, unless it's rock band. Or yeah, you're hero. <laughs> you're a champion at rock band yeah, for sure. I can play the shit yeah. out of a plastic instrument. Yeah. When it comes a real one though. No, Stephanie has all the uh, musical genes in this. Side of the world. <laughs> the side of the world? <laughs> yeah, this, this side of the table over here, which she's kind of on my side, so it works out. So how's it going? How are you doing? Good. Yeah? Very good. Yeah. Is it a week? It's time for our second podcast. Yeah. It's been a week and nothing's happened, so we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about. I mean... Absolutely shit has happened. <laughs> no one has died. Oh. No new trailers have been released. It's probably the most boring week mm-hmm. of January we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that did come out tonight was the Suicide Squad trailer, the new one, the legit. Because the other one that was released was actually uh, the one from Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And then they were forced to release it because the crappy version came out. So this is the first official like Warner Brothers released one. Right. And what did you think? I thought it was great. It, was, it had a good length to it. Uh, it it wasn't uh, it wasn't as spoilerific as the uh, as the Batman Superman one showed enough. Uh, I I thought it was interesting hearing some of the Reddit commenters that you were reading after the fact complaining about the little minuscule things. But I mean, you had to know from the initial marketing uh, photos that showed everybody in their costumes that this wasn't going to be you know true to the comic type <laughs> i mean i think they're they're gonna treat it in a completely different way they're gonna they're gonna reinvent a lot of things so i mean you have to you have to go into it knowing that so i i wasn't looking forward to this movie at all i think i think we even talked about it in the mm-hmm. last podcast um but now after the trailer i'm like completely reversed i'm actually looking forward to this more than i am the batman versus superman movie yeah. it looked it looked awesome I mean, yeah it was uh you know I, I i can agree with you on this one however i was never in the same shoes as you i uh I never didn't think it was going to be great. I was just I, I was excited to see that it was being done. I I don't know. I'm I'm very weird about my because I'm I'm uh, you know I'm a huge comic book nerd. I like I like my comic books. But when, get out of here! <laughs> get out of here! When they're visited in film, I don't. I'm never. I'm I've never been a purist because in in my eyes, if you're a comic book fan, you know that the companies that publish the comic books are not purists. They always do weird offshoots of, of their stories. And they always introduce new costumes and variants and different artists draw them. And there's always changes. So it's hard when people start challenging and go, oh, well, you know, it's, that's not, that's not the Joker I know, or that's not the Harley Quinn that I know. And that's, well, there's tons and tons in the comic books out there. So it's hard to, it's hard. It's, I can't be that kind of purist. I can't be like, this is the one definitive version of this character because comic books are an ever-changing medium where they oftentimes change that so 
I, I'm not much of a purist, but the Joker looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like everything about the Joker looked like shit. And that was my problem. He looked stupid. Mm-hmm. He had tattoos. He had this, his, uh, his teeth, his bling teeth. The grill. Mm-hmm. The grill, yeah. <clears throat> and I just, I, that's what I didn't like about it. And I didn't like the Will Smith stuff that I saw mm-hmm. because it was literally Will Smith being Will Smith in an action movie. And I was I like, really? To get me one of these. <laughs> you know, no, and yeah, <laughs> the character. <laughs> Let's go save the world. Oh, yeah. uh, last time I checked, you guys are bad guys. Yeah. I, know they're, I know you're out to save something, but I was just like, oh my God, really? They Will Smith this movie. Mm. And I was so excited because I'm like, oh, Suicide Squad, you know, it's going to be like an offshoot movie. It's going to be kind of against the norm. It'll be the villain side. And then you've got Will Smith acting like he's a hero. Not only that, but Deadshot pretty much always has his mask on. And then it's like almost everything you see, he's got his mask off and he's being Will Smith. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like that part. And I, I don't have any problem with Jared Leto doing the Joker. I think he'd do a really good job. He's a really good actor, but just all the, <laughs> when I saw the stuff of the Joker, I was like, maybe that's going to change in the movie. And then the see, you're, came you're, out and I was like, nope. You're literally being a purist <clears throat> right now. There are so many different art variants and style variants of the Joker. And but I like all those. I, I just don't like his. I don't. I, like I don't like the original. If, you look, if you look back at disgusting. the old original Bob Kane mm-hmm. Joker, uh, some of the elements have remained over the years, but I. <laughs> This is terrible. I don't think the people that drew Batman in its original run were very good artists. I think that there were there were there were a lot of problems with Batman designs and and Joker designs. And I think that uh, his evolution over the years has made him better and better and better. I'm not saying that Jared Leto's Joker is going to be the be all defined version of Joker that everybody's going to consider. Oh, I know it's going. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. There's. Be. I know. There's. There. The the voice of those that are against it are going to far outweigh those are for of those who are for it. But I don't personally have a problem with it. I think it's cool. I think it's hey, we're doing something else with him. He looks. He looks completely different. He's still that same psycho. He still has the green hair. He still has the you know the face paint. But let's let's do something else with him. Let's let's try to make him look a little bit different. Because I mean, how many times? I mean, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. They're similar. They still got the purple suit. Still got the green hair. Still got the big smile. They're, they're essentially doing the classic Joker. So well, why not is, try something different? He is in this movie too. Kind of. He's got all the you know purple clothing. Sure. I just, and you know, maybe, maybe this is the point where I'm like, oh, I guess I'm old because, you know, it's kind of the same thing with the Batman versus Superman movie with Lex Luthor. It's like, sure. I, I get what you're trying to do. I get that you're trying to make him more like the Facebook mogul, you know, rich kid that's doing this and that. And it just, it doesn't work in my eyes as, as effectively. And I get it for today's time. Like, that's what we need to do, you know. Jesse Eisenberg's a very strange choice for Lex Luthor. <clears throat> he is, too, but you know what? For when he was chosen as Lex Luthor, I'm like, I think he'll be good. Yeah. I think he will do a good job because he's going to yeah. come out of left field, like, you know, against what everybody's thinking. And then I saw the trailers. I'm like, that looks like shit. Still, like, freaking A. Yeah, we're basing it on a trailer. You never yeah, know. It uh, could change. But see, I was also very hesitant with Heath Ledger, like a lot of people were. And mm-hmm. then I saw that first trailer and I was like, sold. Yeah. Yep. Done and done. And, Maybe it'll change for these two, but I'm not holding my breath about it. <laughs> um, I've always, I've always told you this, and you, you always have hated me for saying this, but Heath Ledger's Joker is great, but I think it's, I think oh, it's God. way overhyped. I think it's way overhyped. I think I, he did a great job. I think he played a good Joker, but I think 
I don't think that he is the be-all, end-all final Joker. This is the one everybody should base it on. He was one iteration of him that I think was done well, but I don't think that he deserves all the credit that he got for it. That sounds like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. I don't, I I don't think he's the be-all, end-all Joker. I think he's the best... In my opinion, he's the best iteration we've had. Mm, I disagree. Yeah, but I don't I think, think he's... The, I think the cartoon version of the Joker is the best iteration. <clears throat> the Mark Hamill Joker is the best iteration. From, um, if if I picked, it'd have to be animated series. Animated series Joker, uh, Mark Hamill voicing it, hands down, best there is. He, he did a great job. He also had a lot more time. I, I would have been curious if Heath Ledger didn't die, how it would have gone if he had been in more, and mm-hmm. you could have seen that. I, what I liked about his Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, and you know, a lot of it was Heath Ledger, and a lot of it was, you know, the the way they wrote it. But he was the only Joker that, to me, was scary. The Joker in the cartoon was just kind of mm. like a fun Joker, but to me, he was like Joker that really sold it as just being one scary dude. He would do crazy shit. The, the ones in the cartoons were more comical. I know there's some more serious based cartoons, but he's, a lot of the Mark Hamill he's, ones he's were... supposed to be. He's supposed to be, but that's that's supposed to be what it is that's scary about him is that his approach to the the horrendous acts that he does is comical. Like he 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 goes at it like, oh, this is just fun and games for me. And yes, they did that and that, and they did it in a darker way, which was great. I think, it, but I. I, you're selling the cartoon short if you if you're saying he was more comical. Yes, he was more comical in the sense that yeah, he's got the gun that says bang that kind of stuff. But he still did. He still committed horrendous acts. He still oh, killed yeah. people. He still blew up buildings. He still did all the crime that Joker does, and he still did it in a haha. This is a fun and this is all fun and games for me sort of way, which he did. But you know, if you watch, there hasn't been a lot of people or you know actors that I've seen in movies where I'm just like, Ooh, like mm. that's, that's just a bad dude. Or that's a creepy dude. Like, you know, Anthony Hopkins. Sure. And, and science of the lambs did it. Heath Ledger did it as the Joker. Um, trying to think of any other ones that were like, really, he wore psychopath really mm. well. I mean, yeah. he definitely, he definitely embodied that. And that was, I, I, I can get behind that. I just don't think I, I, I can't, I can't give him all the credit that everybody else has been giving him just because I don't think, I don't think that he's done any more for the character uh, than anybody else has. He's just done it in a different way. Yeah. And keep drinking that haterade. <laughs> well, for me, he was, he was my favorite Joker. I love the Mark, the Mark Hamill Joker, but mm-hmm. you know, Heath Ledger was my favorite, favorite you iteration know, of it. You know who did the Joker and is underappreciated for it. You might already actually know this is, uh, um, I think it's Joe DiMaggio. It's not Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio is the baseball player. Is it John DiMaggio? The guy that does Bender. The yeah, robot. Bender and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be John. Um, no, nope. it's Joe, I think. Is it Joe DiMaggio? If we had internet, I'd look it up. I know, me internet, too. So. Oof. Terrible place we're in right now. Um, but he did, he's, he's done him in a couple different things. Uh, and the best, the best that I remember is uh, Under the Red Hood, uh, which is one of my favorite Batman stories. Uh and yeah, the the I remember watching it with my kids, and it opens, uh, it opens with Joker killing Jason Todd with a crowbar, and uh, my kids <laughs> were scarred for life when we started that. I, was like, <laughs> I remember you telling me about come that watch too. This, let's come watch this <laughs> Batman cartoon. 
and then it's Robin tied to a chair getting beat to a fucking bloody pulp by uh, by the Joker. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish watching this without you guys. <laughs> it, is, it is John DiMaggio. It is John DiMaggio, yeah. John. That's what I it's not Joe. Mm. Joe J-O-H-N DiMaggio. Yeah, he's he's a great voice actor, but he... Uh, he does black voice really well. He has what? Black voice. What black voice does he do? He does black voice. What black voice does he do? He does, he does voices of black people. Like who? I don't know. Black people. Um, he was you, just, on... you can't just throw that out there and not give any examples. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so far, we've got, we've got so Bender he... the Robot and we've got Joker, neither of whom is black. <laughs> and you he tell also, me he does good black He also voices. does Jake the Dog in Adventure Time. Right. Yeah. And Jake the Dog he's, is black? He's yellow. He's not black. <laughs> Okay. He is. That's his fucking color. Uh-huh. What is, why is, is that a debate? No. All right. Let me see. Bender I just don't know. Where, I'm, 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 I'm waiting to hear where the, the black characters that he plays come Well, out, I'm going to type play. in Bender voice actor, black voice. Let's see what it says. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, he did. Um, <laughs> he, he, he produced a documentary. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Following voice actors, I've seen it. <clears throat> well, then you would know about the Black Voice. Oh, who's who's the Black? I don't voice? know. It's like there's a show of a bunch of <laughs> people, uh huh, and um, behind the voice actors, that was the name. Mm-hmm. And he did a voice on a cartoon. I'm just really enjoying watching you squirm right now. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the cartoon was. I never watched it. <laughs> I just know that he did it, and he did a really good job. And they were talking about mm-hmm. how he was like, "Yeah, I went in there and." All these black guys are like, what are you doing our voices for? And he was like, I can do your voice. And he did a good job. And they're like, they're proud of him. <laughs> they were proud of him. They were proud of his black voice. Um, I think I should just let you go and see how long, how deep you can dig uh, this hole. There's no hole. There's absolutely no hole. <laughs> it is a fact that he did this voice. It is a fact that he went into a studio with a bunch of black actors and they were proud They were proud of him for how well he I don't embodied. Know if, I don't know if well. proud was the exact word they used. How well he embodied But the they black didn't beat voice. his ass afterwards. That's I know that much because he said Because they were fucking professionals. <laughs> you think they were proud of him for coming in? They look like thugs. Oh, Jesus. Avengers symbol. I don't know. Murder bone? Did he do the murder bone voice? Yep. Murder bone. Black. Okay. <laughs> That's one. One and done. There we go. <laughs> no, there's more. Point proven. They have pictures of all of them. So let me see. Oh, sh- I went too far. You, you see, you know, though. Like, what? <laughs> what What was the cartoon? I don't know, Ball. I'll let you find it. He was in Be Cool, Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. 2015. There's no... Black cartoon characters in that one. Yeah, everybody knows Scooby Doo's racist. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, Avengers Assemble. I don't know. It's all loading because we have no internet, so it's all slow. Ben 10 Omniverse, Gravity Falls. So you were talking a little bit. I'll let you continue looking for this, and you, you can you can interrupt when you find <laughs> the black voices that John DiMaggio has done. I was thinking he did a black dog. Oh, that's good. Doberman that's, number one. That's basically a black voice, right? <laughs> Pound puppies. So you were saying earlier how uh, it's kind of making you feel old when you see stuff like that, like Suicide Squad, 
And uh, I was telling you earlier about how yesterday I watched uh, Spring Breakers. And uh, so I watched it, and the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, I can't figure out if he is is trying to... Is he's, if he's trying to uh, do a commentary on the exploitative nature of, of Spring Break and that whole culture, or if he's just being exploitative himself. And... Uh, I read reviews online, and that's everybody who's like praising him is talking about that. That's how that's what he was doing, and I felt like I was genuinely getting old because I feel like a couple years ago I probably would have been like in that camp where I'm like, yeah, it's 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 like this commentary on you know. But I, the whole time I'm like, is it really necessary for him to dip the camera under the pool to show all their half naked bodies and then come back up? Is it really necessary to have like? 20 minutes of slow motion footage of girls having a uh, liquor portal over their tits. Like, is that really, you know, <laughs> is that really part of uh, a piece of commentary that he's doing here? Who directed this? Harmony Corinne, the guy that did kids. Oh, he's, he's, he's a notoriously wacky director. <clears throat> like he's married to one of the girls in the movie who's like super young. And that was like, there's like this big controversy behind that. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's, and then I, you know, and then I started finding, like, there was more reviewers that were, like, kind of in both camps, but I was just, I, it made me feel like an old man, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, this is, it's hard for me to watch this freaking movie right now, <laughs> like, because I just can't, it, there was, the, the plot was, the plot took a backseat, like, the entire thing, apparently he was trying to make a sensory movie that made people feel based just on, the, on what they were seeing, they're just supposed to kind of have, like, a, sensory reaction to everything they were saying on the screen rather than focusing on the plot. And that was a problem for me because I'm like, okay, can we please move this story forward now? Because I'm really like this. <laughs> no, we're like, not done with the half-naked like, girls under the pool Exactly. Water. I'm like, I'm like where, where is this going to go? I'm really interested to see because there, there were things that something would happen. I'm like, oh, okay. I want to see how that plays out for them. And then be like, uh, party, party, half-naked women, drugs, Okay, now now there's a little bit of movement in the story. All right, fucking James Franco threesome, <laughs> moving on. Like there's, it's just, it was really, there was there was no substance. It was it was kind of, uh, and I I feel like and I feel like that may have been his point, and he was trying to. I was about to say maybe that's his point that kids don't have much substance, right? And and, and you know that's. Or he just really liked being around all those girls, so he filmed them for as long as well, possible. Well, he's married to one of them, so yeah, that's naturally part of it. But yeah, yeah and that's so. I, I didn't really end up, and you know, maybe my reaction to it was kind of part of the point too, like the fact that I, I was I had like ambiguous feelings towards it, like, well, maybe this is maybe he's trying to say this, or maybe he's just you know, filming a Snoop Dogg video. <laughs> I guess <laughs> you know where 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 do you draw the line? It made me think about it. So, I mean, I guess mission accomplished, accomplished as an artist. He, he made me think he, he was provocative in a way. So there you go. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed kids, but there was a lot of it where it's just kind of That's an you, uncomfortable movie. Yeah. You just have to wonder if, is, is he just going for a shock value or is he really trying to do like a social commentary on kids? You know, it's just, he's one of those directors that's kind of, you don't really know. Mm-hmm what he's trying to do so it's interesting but it's i don't i wouldn't call it like great (laughs) great cinema or anything so you know just is what it is but i I find that a lot now as i'm older and (laughs) see stuff and i'm like that's 
that's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really stupid. And then I go, wow, is that because I'm old? Mm-hmm. Is that why that's stupid? Well, did I ever do that when I was that young? Well, I don't know. I don't think I did, but maybe I did. And I just, <laughs> it's like an ongoing crisis with me now. Yeah, you know, as as you grow up, you want to you want to tell yourself that you're always not necessarily you're always going to be hip, but you're always going to um, you're always going to be knowledgeable about what's what's popular and and what's what's big. You don't necessarily have to like it all because even as you're growing up, a lot of the stuff that's popular. You're sure I'm sure you're in the same boat as me. You're like this is fucking dumb, um, but. It, you you convince yourself that you're never going to be your parents where you're like this music is dumb these movies are dumb this stuff is you but know I do and I know I know that's what I'm saying like you just convince yourself years and years and years you convince yourself no no I'll never be like that I'll always be a person who really reads into things who really thinks deeply and who and then you you see I don't know, I still see I see I still see some art house stuff that gets me like you know, gets my love of cinema reinvigorated, but I also see some stuff and I go, this is dumb and pointless and I can't believe somebody actually made this. I was looking at you, Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Good well, news is Michael Bay's back for a fifth one. I, I'd say, I'd say it's, uh, it's not uncommon even for younger pieces of the younger generation to not have respect for Transformers. If that was the case, it wouldn't make all that money. I really enjoyed the first you Transformers where- movie was really enjoyable. Like, I wanted to hate it from the second I heard it was announced. I'm like, ugh. And then I watched it, and I was like, wow, that was a really good movie. It reminded me almost like a Steven Spielberg movie where it just had that like sense of wonder, and mm-hmm. there's this kid, and you know his robots. And I was like, wow, this really hits home. And then number two happened, and it just, <laughs> it just threw it all away. Oh, it was awful. I've never been into any of them. I didn't really? like. Yeah, even the first one. I fell asleep during the first one five separate occasions. When I tried it's like to watch Avatar it. with me. Mm-hmm. I have never finished Avatar because every I time I watched I it, fall asleep. I watched the entire <laughs> thing at your place, and you were out. Yep. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Fern Gully, last rainforest. I can't. <laughs> you I can't, can't do it. finish Fern Gully. I, I know. I love Fern Gully. I, I love Fern. Oh, you're saying I you're saying that it's Avatar it's, is Fern Gully. Yeah, I've is, already watched this movie all the time. Well, it's Fern Gully and Dances with Wolves. It is, yeah. and it was the number one movie for mm-hmm. forever until Star Wars. Yeah, and it's overhyped though. It's it's oh, it's, it's not awful. A, yeah, it's not a, it's not as great as everybody saw. You got it. like three it's more a, coming out. It visually, it's it's amazing, but it's not a great movie. It's written. Visually, it's amazing. Yeah, you whack off on James Cameron's face. Don't <laughs> fuck himself. It's. It, I mean, vi- visually, it, it's it's absolutely stunning. It's just. Uh, have you that watched it is, recently? Does mm-hmm. it still even hold up that way? Mm-hmm. Or does it look like a bunch of cartoon characters mm-hmm. running around? It does, but it, it's different now because it it opened, it kicked open a door. I mean, a lot of, after it came out, there's a lot of other people who started using that technology and started doing doing different things with it. So now you look at something like that, and Guardians of the Galaxy wipes the fucking floor with that when you visually. Like, it's completely, it's old now. Because when I... I didn't watch Star Wars, the prequels, for a long time. And I remember back in the day, which wasn't even that long ago, I was like, oh, man, they look so good. Mm-hmm. And when I would go back to watch them, I'm like, wow. They, graphically, dated. the computer, mm-hmm. like, it was that dated. So I just wonder if Avatar kind of looked like that, too, or not. Because some, some movies do, especially on Blu-ray. Some movies do, and then other movies look great. But. It holds up. It's still it's still a beautiful movie. But like like I said, that... The things they can do now. I mean, even even you look at like um, you look at the sort of 
attention to detail that was that you could see in like the Lego movie, like the little the little nicks that would be on the pieces and stuff like that. It's I love it's that just com- yeah, it's so great. It's, I it's make just comment that movie. I love it so much. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. It's it's unbelievable. Oh god! And then we went to Legoland this year, and we got to go. They had all the movie sets from the movie there, mm-hmm. so you got to go like into the basement and see like all the sets they oh, built. Nice. Everything it was awesome. Yeah. So you could go through, and they had like games like Find Superman, Find Batman through mm-hmm. all the cities, and it was really cool. They had a bunch of areas with Star Wars built and everything. But yeah, it was it was awesome, and I love that movie, and I can't wait for the Batman one. Yeah, you're gonna do like I think all the versions of Batman. And then they're gonna have a bunch of the Alfreds and stuff in it too, so it should be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge Lego fan. I have a lot of a lot of Lego as well as I've seen that movie so many times. And uh, we have everything, all of the Lego games that have come out, all the Lego video games except mm-hmm. for Indiana Jones. That's the only one we don't have. You don't have that? Mm-hmm. I've got one and two. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have every I have the Harry Potter, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Lego Batman 1 through 3, all of the Star Wars, everything. Yeah, they're great. I think Star Wars are the only ones that I don't have yet, just because they were the original ones. And You get on me about not having Indiana Jones, and you don't have Star Wars? I didn't want the prequels. That's the be-all, end-all Lego game. No, that's the first Lego game. Yeah, I know. It's the one that started it all. Yeah, much better ones now. It's true. Do you have the Lego movie video game? Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, we also have Lego Dimensions. <clears throat> uh, I will not be purchasing that one ever mm-hmm. because that is such a bend over and take my money. It is. It's because it's, like, it's amazing. I have oh, is my it little. I have, I have my little Homer Simpson and his little TV and his little car, and I get to go to Simpson Town. I get to go to Springfield and drive get around. The, get the fuck out of here! I have wrong. Bart Simpson and his little box car racer. You didn't get, did you get the Ghostbuster one? I did not yet, but I will. <laughs> but I will. You better believe I will. It's a, like the base game is like 80, 90 bucks, isn't it? Uh, I think I got it for 75. It was on the sale. Oh, yeah, that's a really mm-hmm. good deal. It comes with you. It comes with a portal that you build. It comes with three different minifigs that you get to put on there. It comes with the whole, the whole game is ours. I mean, it's, it's, it's a long game. Like, it gives you all the levels. And then as you buy the characters, you unlock different things, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. And how much are the characters? Depends. Yeah. It depends on whether you're getting just like a standard character, or you're getting like a play pack or a team pack. Or kids got a lot for a lot of them for Christmas. Mm. Stella got the little Wizard of Oz, which which she's obsessed with. <laughs> the kids are like, "Oh, we really want this game." I'm like, "They don't make that for the Xbox." And they go, "It says Xbox." I'm like, "That's not our Xbox." <laughs> Fuck off with that game. Don't lie about it. No, it's horrible. All those games are terrible. Well, I don't um I don't consider you a true Lego fan. Because I don't want to be raped by Lego. Uh it's the best toys to life game on the market, period. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. it's no it's not Skyland. You get to still, you get a mini baby that you can go and play with with your other Legos. Until the kids lose it. And well, then I'm like, well, I guess I can't play the video game now because no, I don't have the it mini It has the pad. You don't need the minifig. You just put the pad on there. The pad? Mm-hmm. The minifig sits on a little pad, and the pad's what has the chip in it that, that's red. So if you pull the minifig off of the pad, there you go. You can play with the minifig. The pad is what, what has all the data about the character. Mm. Or if you put a different character on that pad. It won't change anything. It'll still read the one character. 
Oh, well, it's stupid then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking game. Whatever. <laughs> I can't. You know what? I think. I think you're scared. I think you're scared that if you bought it. You would end up having to go out and buy all the fucking characters because I am you scared would, of that. Because you would because love it. Because the second it. I saw the Ghostbusters one, because I lost my shit. Because you'd love it so fucking much. Because it's really good. Because I'm a completionist mm. and I feel like I need to have everything, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna want it. And I'm gonna have to get Homer Simpson and uh, whatever ones they have. I don't know. They have a bunch of them, and I have to get them all. Yep. And I'd be like, well, I just spent two hundred dollars on this freaking game, and it would be very upsetting for me. I would not like it. It's amazing. You're missing out. Moral of the story is Lego Movie looked nice and it held up compared to Avatar. That wasn't the moral of the story. Yep. I was just talking about how that Ava- was the moral. That Avatar what, kicked the door we down for 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 visual effects like what you see in Lego Movie and like what you see in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's new technologies being born from what Avatar did. And I, I, I can respect that, but it's not a good movie. No. It's not. It's, it's as far as the, the writing is poor. The, the, my, I think I probably laughed so hard that I squirted milk out my nose <laughs> when I saw, when they said the word unobtainium in that movie. It was like, Did we, they? Yeah, I fell asleep. I don't no, even no, know. They, the, 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 stuff, <laughs> the stuff they're trying to, to extract from the planet the stuff that's so hard for them to get from the planet is called fucking unobtainium. Well, that would make sense of why it's, oh, it's so hard to get. It's, it's I, very, cannot, I cannot obtain this unobtainium. It's very <laughs> it's, it's so hard. It's very hard for us to obtain this resource. What should we call it? Well, well, naturally, un, unobtainium would, <laughs> would make sense. Well, then these evil loggers are going to come and get all our unobtainium. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, he... <laughs> James Cameron kind of reminds me of Lucas in a way mm-hmm. where he, he, he creates these wonderful worlds and you know, he's, he's really big in the imagination and what he does. And then he goes to write shit and it's awful. Mm-hmm. Like then there's no one there to take his ego, and kick it in the balls and tell him this is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, and Terminator obviously ended up really good in true lies and aliens, but <laughs> a lot of his stuff, like Titanic, the movie, True Lies, to a lesser extent. I love that movie, but it is a, it is corny. But it's a nostalgic it's, love. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful love. But you know, like Titanic too is a very well put together movie. It had some awesome, you know, real life stuff in it. But the story just sucked, and the oh, the dialogue just sucked. Like <laughs> I already usually now when I watch it, I like to skip the first half. And just watch the ship sink. Paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a thing on the internet too a couple days ago where they had that scene, and then it showed him like drawing, and then as he was drawing, you realize it's an Oscar statue, <laughs> unobtainable Oscar statue for him mm-hmm. that he probably won't get this year too. In fact, freaking Tom Hardy will probably get one for Revenant, and he won't <laughs> get one for it. That's just the way it goes for poor Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I didn't know James Cameron did Strange Days. I love that movie. He directed it? Apparently. That's a lie. And well, it says he, it's listed in his... Hold on, let me see. He may have produced it. I don't think he directed it. Well, let me see before you go throwing that shit out there. You're right, Catherine Bigelow. Yep, his wife, his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. So why is he bringing that shit up for him? Because he probably produced, right? I would think so, yeah. I think that was when they were still married. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, that was a weird one. I actually saw that in the theater. It was really weird. <laughs> I, I came out of the theater, I'm like, it. what the hell was that? 
Battle Angel. What the hell is Battle Angel? Is it part of the Angel series? Or no, what was that? What was that show he did? Well, no, there was that show he did. What was that show? Um, not Angels. Angels in the Outfield? No. <laughs> not, not a Christopher <laughs> Lloyd baseball movie. No, he did that. I think it was Angel. I think that's what it was called. He didn't do Angel. Angel was... Not, no, I, I know. That's the vampire. But it was the chick. It was like a yeah. Fox, a Fox TV show that he did. That was like an action one, and it had some girl in it. Nope. Yes, it, it's a fact. Mm-mm. Yep, mm-hmm. that actually happened. It's. I think it, it had something to do with Angel. I'm. I'm looking at his filmography here. I'm seeing. Good, do it. it. He didn't direct him, I don't think, but he produced well, it. Yeah, that's, but it would bring it up. James Francis Cameron. Yeah, I don't know. I've just never. He he's got some some good stuff under his belt, but you're right. His 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 writing is just subpar. Yeah. And actually, yeah. How many of them does he actually even write? How many other movies? Mm-hmm. I think he's written most of them. Hasn't he? Well, no, you're throwing that out there without knowing. I'm I'm pretty sure he's written most of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's egotistical. I mean that. Oh that, yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, he's, he's, he's really those guys like I'm running, write and direct everything that I do. And that's just the kind of dude he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, even if you go back to like the Terminator movies, it's not the best for dialogue. It's more um, the action part of it and the, mm-hmm. the story, but you know. It's a visual. It's a visual meaning medium. So, can you really blame him for focusing on the visual aspect? No, but uh, I demand more. <laughs> I, I demand more. I, I do. I mean, I, I have a really hard time if I go to a movie and I, I'm like, that looked really cool, but it was a big piece of shit. It was like the the last Transformers movie. It was gorgeous, and there were some really awesome robot robot fights, but it was like so fucking boring it was beautiful and and action driven but it was boring as shit because there was nothing behind it there was there were no stakes let's see he what is this (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i can't see your phone yeah he wrote terminator 2 Mm -hmm. he wrote avatar true lies he wrote strange days he wrote avatar he wrote Titanic. He wrote The Abyss. He wrote Aliens. Terminator. He even wrote Piranha Part 2. One of his first movies ever. What Part 2? Piranha, Piranha Part yeah. 2? Nice. He did Piranha Part 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Dark Angel. That was the TV show. Ah, Jessica Alba. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that now. I do remember that. Yeah. I fucking told you there was an angel thing he did. He just started throwing angel out there. I couldn't get angel out of my head. Like Dark angel, angel, angel. Dark angel. I get it, but I couldn't get angel out of my head. The fucking David Boreanaz movie from, think, or TV show from uh, uh, Joss Whedon. Do you think uh, John DiMaggio did the voice of the dark part? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it back. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just curious. What it only makes you look worse. No, I don't care. <laughs> I was just seeing what your thoughts were on that. On whether he did uh, Dark Voices for Dark <clears throat> Angel? Yes. Mm, yeah, probably not. Whatever. You don't know shit. Yeah. You don't know shit about shit. 
You know, he was, it was most impressive about his career is when he did the all-black show and he made all those black people proud of him. They for, were so proud. For doing, for doing a black voice. They were so proud. <laughs> proud proudest moment. <laughs> proudest moment in black history right there when a white voice actor came in and did his black blew, voices. Blew him out of blew the studio. Out of the that even, they, they said, this why dude, do we even have a job? Said, I, this, don't even, this, I don't even know. This dude does black voices better. Then black people do black voices. Pretty much. That's what they said. We're so proud. We're going to make him an mm-hmm. honorary black person. Knocked it out of the park. Just out. They didn't know what to do. Okay. <laughs> let's, 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 let's move away from this topic. <laughs> so funny. Um, the other trailer that we watched tonight was for Neighbors 2. What did you think of that one? Um, the Seth Rogen vehicles of late have not really been my, my cup of tea. I, I, I liked, I liked neighbors. I didn't, I, it wasn't, it wasn't knocked up or it wasn't, this is the end. It wasn't some of his other movies, which I think are pineapple express. It wasn't like those. It was, it was funny. It was too long. Neighbors was too long. Mm-hmm. It was like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was too long. <laughs> It was awesome. It was too long. There was there was not enough there was not enough content in that movie to fill that hour and a half. There was there was a lot of moments where I'm like, is something funny going to happen sometime soon? Or, mm-hmm. you're tough. Yeah, you're a tough critic. I went in with really low expectations, and I was very happy. Well, that's probably why you enjoyed it so much because you had low expectations. I, I had high expectations because some of his movies are some of my favorite movies. This is the end. Is one of my favorite comedies. I think that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen because it was. It was original. It was something. <laughs> it was something no comedy had really ever tried to play with before. It's it had like the highest stakes out of a comedy where it was like, you know, we're, we're trying to stay alive in the middle of the apocalypse, and they had so many celebrities in it who just m- mercilessly made fun of themselves. I thought that was a, I thought that was a really well written and ex- executed comedy. Yeah, but uh, how, do you, how do you top that? Because I, I I love that movie too. Well, Pineapple Express was the same thing. It was it was an action comedy. How do you do? How do you do? Uh, how do you treat? It's the same thing that I, I I would never put them in the same ballpark because the Coen Brothers are geniuses and and Big Lebowski is a far superior movie. But I would liken it to the the idea of Big Lebowski, where you kind of mash these two genres together. You put a stranger in a strange land. You put, um, you know, you put a stoner in the middle of. Uh, you know, a 1940s noir movie, and that's what you get. That's that's what the Big Lebowski is. So it, when you when you look at something like when you look at something like Pineapple Express, you take again a stoner, and you put him in the middle of uh, of a 70s action movie. So like all the action movie tropes are there, but <laughs> but they're treated with without the kid gloves. Where you know what really happens when you try to kick out the window on a police cruiser? <laughs> his foot busts through it. I mean, there's so many like really funny moments like that in that movie, like that scene, and then the fight, the fight <laughs> the at Red's fight. house. Yeah, Red's house. That's is hilarious. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, that, I, I absolutely love that movie. But that's what I'm talking about. So those there, there's and then knocked up as well. Another you know an Apatow um, production that that took you know this really dramatic serious event and. Kind of had some fun with it, I, and neighbors was just like, "Oh, our neighbors next door are a fucking fraternity. How are we going to deal with it? We're going to have these prank wars back and forth." It just wasn't a lot of substance to it to me for me, and I, 
it it didn't have the sort of um, originality and brilliance that some of some of the other uh, Seth Rogen vehicles had. So it was funny. It just didn't it didn't do it for me. So seeing Neighbors two, it's not it doesn't it doesn't incite that sort of excitement in me. I'm like, yeah, there's I, there were things in in that trailer that made me laugh my ass off, but I'm not I'm not chomping at the bit to see that one. That's a straight to video for you, probably. Hmm. Well, that's okay too. I I enjoy it. Did you ever did you watch um the uh, what was the one that had all the controversy? I didn't. <clears throat> the one with where they killed uh, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, uh, the interview. Interview. Yeah. No, I didn't. I never watched it. We watched it. It, it was. It had its moments. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. brilliant, but it was pretty funny. Um. Yeah, and like because they get into the relationship and they make him seem all. Like fun and like jokey and um, it was it was okay it was it wasn't the greatest but yeah it has some pretty funny stuff in it and then it, it's hilarious too because you you have it and then it's like really jokey this and that and then like the end like when everything goes down like when he tries to kill him and everything like then it gets like real like not serious but it's like fucking heads exploding and like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like whoa like I. Figure I should expect it in a Seth Rogen movie, but at the same time, it just completely catches you off guard. So mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting, but yeah, I wouldn't rush out and watch it. But it was it wasn't a bad movie. I like the other ones. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's on Netflix, which you don't have. Yeah, well, there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix that you. I know I miss out on some stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't see the Daredevil, which I'll probably have to. What you we still did, seen Daredevil. What we, what we were doing because the the internet situation where we're at, what we were doing was we were get, we were doing because a lot of people don't realize this, but Netflix still does the uh, DVD by mail program. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we were doing that for a while, and uh, I was because a lot of times. Uh, the Netflix shows, once they've had their run, they'll actually go to DVD. So Orange is the New Black and, and Daredevil and stuff like that will actually come out so people can go and purchase it if they really want a physical copy of it. So um, we were doing that for a little bit, and we might go back to it just because now that all those shows have kind of ended their runs, like I really would like to catch up with those and catch up with House you of Cards. You don't need to catch up with uh, Orange is the New Black. Really? Yeah. First season good. Every other season yeah, sucked. Just shit, huh? Pretty much. Bummer. Stephanie likes it, but... Well, it's it's the the problem right now with the new way people consume content is I I'm not in a place where I can consume content that way, and I have no I don't have a problem with that. It's not I don't feel like I'm missing out on much, but like Amazon has their own stuff, and there's Hulu and fucking Netflix, and everybody's got their own programming. So that's cool, and I'm excited that that's the way that you know that this is going. But unfortunately, it means I miss things and, until after the fact. You know, you know what excites me about all that is the fact that they're no longer beholden to ratings. Oh yeah, you know it's it, with Netflix. You could have a show that maybe doesn't have very good ratings, but if it has the hype and the word of mouth, and I mean, because Netflix is all based off of people having subscriptions, they don't care what you watch really. I mean, mm-hmm. they do in a way, but it's not the and be they, all end all. Like not only not, going not the only that, dollars. but with technology, you don't need Nielsen scans. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can track what people watch, mm-hmm. 
easily. If people are streaming, oh, well, they clicked on this. Oh, well, they watched this. Oh, well, they watched this. So they can see what's getting watched by people, and that's their new rating system. And apparently, they don't share that information with the shows. Nobody. Yeah. Well, I've 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 heard I've heard from people who I've not heard from people <clears throat> personally, so that's a ridiculous statement. Call, but call I've you heard up on the telephone. I've, do I've, they? <laughs> I've heard interviews with uh, with uh, people who who run Netflix shows who say that if they were to ask you know how many people watch the show netflix won't share it with them mm-hmm. they they don't want them to know that they just you know just keep doing what you do and we'll support you and well i mean that's the great thing it's they're not advertising mm-hmm. so you don't have to say well i need this many people so the advertisers will give me money it's all based off subscription so if you have you know like i don't know how jessica jones did obviously but let's say jessica jones didn't do really good but everybody's like netflix was awesome jessica jones was awesome you know that's part of the whole you know, suite of things that Netflix has. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's where it makes it a viable property. Cause we're like, Oh, I can get Netflix and I can get the show, this show and this show, even if those shows weren't that popular. And so Netflix, I feel like going forward, Netflix can take the chances that all these other networks won't take or won't stick with a show because they got to get the advertising money. And so to yeah. me, that's, that's awesome right there. I mean, the Wet Hot American Summer like TV show. It's yeah. like, really? I mean, it was awesome. The TV show was great. I don't know how well it did, but, you know, it's, it's cool that they took a chance on that and some of these other shows. And BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, has gotten critical acclaim. So Tons of them have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Unbreakable Jimmy Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not Jimmy Smith, but uh, G- Jesse. Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Jimmy Smith. The Unbreakable Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Smith. Can you imagine wandering around? Oh, my God. I don't know. You can't break me. And wanders off screen. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of a good impression for Jimmy Smith, but I can't. That's because you're no John DiMaggio. <laughs> hey, he's Mexican. Okay. I don't think is not. he. I'm pretty sure he's he's Latino. I don't think he's <clears throat> Mexican. Okay. <laughs> I think you're right. That's gonna. Say something, but I won't dig any more holes tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably for the best. I'll just leave it at that. It's a good thing our listener base is so small. <laughs> and non-diverse. Yes, and non-diverse. Jeez. You got that, Corey and Stephanie? Oh, <laughs> um, what other stuff have you been watching? Oh, I watched, um, we watched the movie Housebound. Again, I wish you had Netflix. Because we watched the movie Housebound the other day. Mm-hmm. It's uh, um, a New Zealand horror movie Mm -hmm. um but i don't want to ruin anything for you but it's (laughs) it's um it's a really good movie and most of the new zealand ones i watch are really good but this one it like starts out it's a scary movie and then as the story goes it transitioned and transitions into this like zany like thriller slash kind of comedic slash not really a horror movie anymore it's really weird and like off the cuff but it's uh, it's a great movie. It's all about this girl who gets um, into trouble with the law. And so as punishment, she gets one of those ankle collars and she has to be housebound mm-hmm. at her mother's house. And the house is supposedly haunted by this ghost. And so, you know, she doesn't believe it. And then as she's there, like she starts to think that things are happening and she starts to find out this crazy past for the house. And there's like a killer on the loose. And it's, it's really, it's a good movie. You hmm. should watch it at some point if you get the opportunity because it's funny and it's got a couple scary moments 
And there's probably that. stuff about it that you don't want to ruin. <clears throat> no, there's not. I would tell you more, but they have some. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You, you've seen a couple. I've showed you a couple of New Zealand movies mm-hmm. that have been very strange. But yeah, it's good. I like it a lot. Yeah, New Zealand definitely does interesting horror. Yeah, that that one, the undead one was really good. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, the things right. that Peter Jackson used to do before he hit it big, you know, because he did a lot of the horror. Mm-hmm. Dead Alive. Dead Alive, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is, if you haven't seen Dead Alive, watch Dead Alive. Probably the goriest <laughs> movie I've... He's easily one of the goriest movies I've yeah. ever seen. Mm-hmm. Just constant zombies and I, I think it, Siberian rat monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if this it's, it's changed, but I believe at the time that it came out, it had broken records for how much um, how much fake blood was used on a movie. I'd believe it. Yeah, there's a lot of fake blood. There's a lawnmower scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of body parts. And it's it's a really crazy like. It's a comedy slash horror, and it's it's really zany and and all over the place. So it's definitely one one to watch if you ever get the chance. I'm sure it's around somewhere. I have the old, I think I have the DVD, I have the VHS and the DVD of it. Although I probably got rid of the VHS. I was gonna say you have a VHS. I, mean, I don't know that I even own any anymore. I kept. I still have the original Star Wars movies on VHS. Oh, nice. The untouched. Oh, the unedited ones? The unedited ones before Lucas decided to start changing everything. So I have those original ones, and I kept them for the reason Those that are probably worth some money right yep. now. And that's why I kept them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, these will probably be worth money someday, because they are all the original packaging and everything. So. I have the um, untouched 35mm prints in my, uh, in my garage right now. They've got a lot of water damage, though, so I don't think they're really worth much. Of what? Of Star Wars. No, you don't. Yeah, the original 35mm prints from like the, the ones in the can, straight from the camera from you before don't. any you don't have those. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're a liar. Yeah. I left him in a corner, like yeah. un- under a leaky window. Under a leaky window. Yeah. Well, that looks good. Let's just put that <laughs> shit there. <laughs> oh, it leaked. You and George Lucas being the buddy buds of the world. We lost uh, Alan Rickman. He passed away, which is a very sad day. It is, yep. Hans fucking Gruber. Hans fucking Gruber. <laughs> He's so fantastic. Uh, he was great in Dogma. He was great in that. He was great in Robin Hood. I still love the, <laughs> when I get my hands on you, I'll tear your heart out with a spoon. Why a spoon, brother? Because it stole you, idiot. It hurts more. <laughs> It's still so you twit. <laughs> I love Alan Rickman. He is. And he was good at Snape, too. Yeah, he was. Um, I heard a podcast recently in which a famous person <laughs> uh, said that they were up for the part of Snape and they passed on it. And I moved heard on that too. Yes, you're aware of who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was kind of a shock to me. Like that would have, that would have completely changed the Harry Potter universe, don't you think? I mean, mm-hmm. that would have been really. I think it would have been good. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have done a bad job. Yeah, 
I, well, it was really weird. It's it's, uh, it's Tim Roth, by the way, <laughs> the one we're playing secret with. <laughs> Tim Roth is... You won't know, audience. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a super secret thing yep. we know that it's pretty readily available to you. <laughs> uh, Tim Roth was apparently up for the part of Snape, and uh, he had something else going on, and he turned it down. And uh, that's very <laughs> that's very interesting. That, that, that kind of would it not only would it have changed his career path, but it would have changed the, the Harry Potter universe quite a bit. Very happy Alan Rickman had it. He was a great Snape. Yeah, he was. And I, it's weird because from what I've heard the stories, you know, what they've always talked about is that Alan Rickman was always uh, J.K. Rowland's first choice. So I don't know if he originally turned it down and they offered it to Tim Roth or if they offered it to Tim Roth because they thought Alan Rickman wouldn't want to do it. I don't know how that all went down. But um, yeah, apparently Tim Roth was almost Snape, which would have been really strange. I still think he would have done good, but it would, I don't know. You kind of get used to the character, especially after, you know, eight movies. So you can't, it's hard to picture someone else doing that character on film. So we'll see how it goes. So we have, uh, we're going to play a game. It's a a question game. So we wanted to start uh, trying to do something a little bit different in the middle of this. Uh, A lot of this is just obviously conversation about us. Uh, about uh, pop culture, Paul and I have uh, talked about movies for years and years hey, and years. Not supposed to use our real names. What are you talking about? We've been doing it all. Unless over someone the place. starts driving by the house, like fans <sighs> taking pictures and shit. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Um, not Paul and not I. Uh, <laughs> been Good job, talking, Sam. Talking. <laughs> you mean not Sam? Not Sam. So uh, <clears throat> we've been talking about movies and. and uh, video games and music over, over the years and that we kind of share our conversations with the world because, you know, that's what the world needs. Uh, you know, we're, we're providing a public service really more than anything mm-hmm. here. You're lucky you're not paying for but this. We decided, we decided it'd be fun to kind of maybe uh, uh, play some play some fun games or do some some little bits in the middle here. So uh, first one, I, I kind of came up with this idea where we, uh, where we would give each other uh, interview questions and then write... Um, write random answers for these questions. So basically, Paul is going to be interviewing me from questions that I provided for him, and I will be giving him answers that he has provided for me. Uh, so neither of us know what the questions or the answers are ahead of time, so this will be uh, a live interview. And we're gonna. the goal is to try not to laugh and take it as seriously as possible, but we'll see how that goes. So wait, so I look at your questions and ask you, and then you'll go off of my answers? Exactly. Okay. So who's going? Are you going first or am I going first? You go right ahead. Mm. If you could interview anyone alive or dead, who would it be and why? Uh, well, yes, I, I do like that. Interesting. That was a good answer. There are quite a few superhero movies coming out next year. What common plot element do you think will be present in all of them? Hmm. That's a very good question. I don't know. Oh, no answer at all? Interesting. Musicians are always trying to reinvent their sound and image. If you could reinvent yours, how would you go about doing it? Horse penis (laughs) times a thousand. That was an interesting answer. What is your favorite horror movie trope? You know, my mother said the same thing to me once. Mm. Your mother was a very smart lady. 
In video games, there's often a boss at the end of a major level to punctuate a plot point in the story. What boss would you create, and what plot point would you accentuate? Yeah, you know, I knew a man once who had the same issue. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so you're going to read my questions, and I will give you your answers. So, Paul, how low do your balls hang? <laughs> You know, a lot of people have asked me that question, and frankly, I think all of them should eat gorilla shit. It's neither an appropriate or relevant question, and I think far less of you for even asking it. You, sir, are an ignoramus and should probably kill yourself. That one fits so well. (laughs) What is the circumference of a bottlenose dolphin's penis? (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't hear the question over the sound of me shitting my pants. I have what is medically referred to as ground beef anus. It's a horrible condition. It's a condition where my anal opening resembles raw ground beef. What the fuck is this? It lasts a muscular, muscular fortitude to hold back my fecal matter. Wow, that just went from zero to 60 real quickly. <laughs> All right, question number number three. This was just a goal for me to get you to read that shit. (laughs) I was really nice to you besides the horse penis. I I don't know why you were so nice. Because I I didn't know how this game worked. I was expecting you to be so cruel. (laughs) What is is your favorite part of the movie experience? Funny you should ask. I mean, the long and convoluted answer has a lot to do with something that happened to me in sixth grade. Something about the cafeteria. A warmed up tomato. And my discovering that I was becoming a man for the first time. For the, for the first time. The short answer, no. <laughs> what pirate sound is the best pirate sound? <laughs> I paid top dollar to eat a baby when I was overseas. It was delicious. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> Why do you hate tater tots so much? Because he was hung like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it takes... <laughs> Between the two of us, we both had a, a freaking horse penis. Yeah, how did, that, how did that happen? I don't know. Apparently, horse penis is in. Oh, that well, was... now that you now that you know how the game works, do you regret your answer? I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend more time writing answers next time. They're a lot more involved to make you look like a fool. I just wanted to hear you read about a ground beef anus. That one was disgusting. <laughs> I, was, I was like, <laughs> I think Stephanie uh, threw up all over the couch. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to get so descriptive with it. I no. didn't know that much. It was awful. Well, good job. I'm glad you really made me look like an idiot with that business. <laughs> well, you, you clearly failed because you laughed through all of them as well. <laughs> The goal is to try to make the other person laugh. Well, yeah. And success on question number one. So, in our first <laughs> game playing of that, I think you won. <laughs> Good job, sir. Thank you, yes. I guess. <laughs> I will be back, though. Back with a vengeance, that's for sure. <laughs> is there any other major pop culture things you wanted to talk about? Oh, man, you know... No. 
No. <laughs> Very nice. You know, um, what I've been, I've been listening. I, um, I joined uh, Audacity so I could listen to. Uh, it's not a, not a plug. I'm not. It's not a sponsor or anything. But I joined it so I could. Uh, so because I have that long drive to work, I, I could listen to um, books, audio books. So I uh, this you month can't read right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this month I was listening to to The Martian. Um, so I was, I was interested. I you know there was a, a movie lot. about that. Yeah. I'd heard a lot of really good stuff about the book itself. I'd heard that there's a lot of like scientifically sound information in there. That the the guy who wrote it is, you know, a brilliant person. So um, as as I was listening to it, I, I really enjoy it. And was what I thought was really funny about it is you know all these people are complaining about how you're know, not complaining. You're just kind of like flabbergasted about how it won this uh, this award for for uh, best comedy. And I'm listening to the the book on tape, and it's really really funny. Like it's written, like there's a lot of jokes in it. There's a there's a lot of like really funny things that he that he says in it. I'm like, you know, this book is almost a comedy. I wonder if I, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I wonder how much of it actually translates into the movie. And so there, I, I in defense of that award, I'd say it, it was at least a really funny book. So you know, well, I was the Golden Globe at one right for mm-hmm. best comedy. Well, I mean, I, I would assume that they wouldn't probably if it if it won best comedy. I, I would imagine it's probably pretty funny. Well, Wolf of Wall Street won best comedy too, and that movie was really funny. I mean, just the yeah, just the scene. I mean, obviously it's not a comedy, but the Golden Globes just a big circle jerk, anyways. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's what we were saying <laughs> something about that the other day. Somebody somebody was talking about it. And they they said you know a lot of times they want to give a movie an award, so instead of. Instead of being like, well, let's throw another one into the drama category. They're like, well, there's some funny stuff in it. Throw it into the comedy category. That way we can give it an award. And I was just amazed by the... Did you see any of the Academy Awards? Mm-hmm. Nominees and everything? Mm-hmm. I mean, number one nominated movie was Revenant. And then what was number two? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Take a guess. Uh, Martian? I don't know. Nope. Wouldn't be one you'd guess. That's, then tell me what it is. I don't know. Well, you're supposed to guess. That's the fucking point of this well, game. I can't. Th- it's. I know it's not Star you Wars. Can't go to the internet. No, it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. Fucking everybody's pissed off because Star Wars didn't get a, a nomination. What was it supposed to get nominated for? Vi- something visual, at least. I think it got visually. You sure? I'm not sure. But <laughs> Just I would, throw that I out think there. So. I think it did. I don't. I don't see why it wouldn't. I know it didn't get nominated for a lot, but huh? I wonder what else would have. Um, not hateful eight. Nope. That one got pretty much shut out. Mm-hmm. You know the only the only nomination I think score. that it got no it got two it got score score sure. and then um, Jennifer Jason Lee got nominated for her role. So out of all the people in the movie, she talked the least. Got and yeah. she was the only one nominated for that movie. Interesting. So it must have been a drought in maybe the best actress. I think it was best supporting actress. It wasn't a drought, though. I mean, there was a lot, a lot of supporting. I, you know, I, nothing in the movie that she did was amazing to me. I mean, she was. Okay. I thought she was really good in it, but but you're but you're right. She, <coughs> excuse me, she was in it the least, mm-hmm. and uh, she didn't she didn't say much. So yeah, it's kind of a surprise. But no, it wasn't Hateful Eight. It wasn't Star Wars. It was a summer movie. Really big budget. Summer movie. I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. <laughs> that was the sound of a spray can. 
Nope. Mad Max. Mad Max got oh really ten nominations. Wow. Um, George Miller got nominated for best director. It got nominated for best picture. Like I, had heard, I had heard that he got the the nom for best director. Yeah, that makes sense. George Miller got nom for best picture, best director, and then a lot of visual categories. I don't think any of the actors or anything got nominated. But wow. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, that's the the day and age we live in is where Mad Max gets ten Academy Award nominations, the second highest out of all the movies over the past year, which is nuts to me. I mean, it was a great movie. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. But you know. It's just crazy with everything else that came out, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, especially with like Hateful Eight and all that. And well, George Miller has a long and storied <clears throat> career, and it's he's definitely deserving of it. So that might be something that they're looking at. Is he? Because I don't, I don't take away the, from the fact that he's a good director, but I don't think he's really directed anything that's been like, let's make this a best picture. Because he's pretty much done the Mad Max movies, mm-hmm. and he's done Happy Feet. No, no, he's one done, and two. He's, he's done a lot more than that. Oh, has he? Uh huh. Samuel. He yeah. There's he he's had a gap in his career, but there was a lot of uh, movies. Filled, in, he filled that gap of Happy Feet. There's a lot of movies in the '80s and '90s that he did that would have been contenders. Contenders for your balls. Yeah, yeah, and it's again with my balls. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're right. But to see, you know, this movie, which, like I said, it was it was a good movie, but it was a very streamlined plot. It was is literally go from point A to point B, and back to point A again. You know, the action was phenomenal, the effects were phenomenal, but it was. It, it's interesting to see that it's nominated for. Uh, so Lorenzo's Oil, which is of Eastwood. He uh, did one of the segments in the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, oh, the well, year, that right there should have been Best Picture. The Year My Voice Broke. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, a lot of these other ones are violent movies. But those are those are films that would have had uh, a much more uh, serious tone that would have had potential for, for uh, award nominations. In fact, I think one of those did. Um, Lord's and Lord's then Lord. Babe and Babe, A Pig in the City... <laughs> We're also him, so. Is it not too? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, fucking George Miller. Apparently, he's not going to do another Mad Max for a while if he does do one at all. Considering he's 70, he better get on it before things turn bad. Producer, writer, director, George Miller. Yeah, because he's, well, he's going to be oh, 71 no. soon. Oh, no, what? There was an abandoned Justice League movie in 2009 that George Miller was attached to. <laughs> yeah. That makes me sad. Does it? Yeah. I heard about that movie. I did not. Mm. I wish I had never heard that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sad like, for life. I'm staying away from the internet forever. You should. I'm just seeing a bunch of happy feet. Didn't Elijah Wood do the voice of the penguin? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what Elijah would And I think really Brittany likes? Murphy was the, the lady, the lady penguin. Well, she's dead. So. Yeah, she is dead. Um, you, said, you said that was such a cold and callous tone. Well, because she died in a really stupid way. <laughs> <laughs> it's her own damn fault. Okay. Um, but Elijah Wood, do you know he's a huge horror fan? Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, that's why he did that Cooties movie. That's right. He did do that Cooties movie. <laughs> 
cuties. Not cuties. Why do I keep saying cuties? I don't know. But he did do the cooties movie. Shut the that fuck up. That movie was Stephanie. cute. That movie was really cute. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. With the kids and the zombie virus and the eating. Did That's, you see did you see cooties? No, I haven't seen it. Have I you haven't seen, seen it? No. no. I, I want to. Uh I don't even know if well, they had it on VOD, but I don't know. I didn't buy it, but I don't know if you can buy like the DVD yet. I think you can just get it from like iTunes. But he did you ever see his like his real like when he really delved into horror? No. Ma- Maniac? Mm-mm. You never saw Maniac? No. Oh, it was great. It was a, a remake. When did it come out? Uh, a couple years ago. Like probably three years ago. Four hmm. years ago. But it was a remake of um, a movie from the 80s, I want to say. Uh, but it was really good. Like it was, it's all pretty much told through his perspective. You don't really ever see him unless it's like through other people's eyes or like in the um, mirrors and that kind of stuff. But it's like he goes and he kills women and you just see it from his perspective as he's doing it. And he's, he's really creepy in it. So Elijah Wood is the killer. Mm-hmm. He just ruined the movie for me. That's, that's the whole movie. There's no, <laughs> it's, it's not like at the end of the movie, they're like, surprise. It's not a surprise at all. You know from the very beginning that yeah. he's the killer. You know from the very beginning that he's is, a fucked up woman. Is he know. dead the whole time? <clears throat> no. No. No, he's not. He's very much alive and killing people. They don't shamalama ding dong it for you. Ooh, that reminds me of something too. Uh, but no, no, they didn't shamalama ding dong it. It has a really good soundtrack too. Like really good soundtrack. They also had another one. Um And what like what what's good about the soundtrack? Is it just good music. Hmm. Like what kind like of good 80s, music? 80s neon dreamscape music. <laughs> it's just neon good music. Dreamscape. I don't know. It's like, it's just... It's, Did you it's read that really... somewhere? No, I didn't read it anywhere. Did you just coin the term neon dreamscape? I did. It's my term now, so... I don't believe don't you. Anybody else I'm going to find it. it. I'm going to find it online. You could that look son of online. a bitch <laughs> pulled that off of... He pulled that off of variety.com. Oh. But... Speaking of Shamalama Ding Dong, yes, um, they just announced that they're going to bring back a very popular TV show from the 90s. It's a horror TV show. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you're good at this guessing game, because you were awful at the Academy Awards <laughs> right. guessing game. The one that I kind of knew already, but I, for some reason, couldn't guess. Yes. Yeah. So I'm guessing a 1990s horror TV show. Millennium. No. Hmm. Not on basic cable. Not on basic cable. No. Pay cable? Yes. 1990s pay cable. It's anthology. Oh. Oh, shit. I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm thinking of the show. I can't, I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. It's got a pretty popular mascot. Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Tales from the Crypt. So M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong mm-hmm. is bringing Tales from the Crypt. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what channel they're bringing it to? You're going to ruin my day, aren't you? I am. I am going to ruin your day. What channel are they bringing Tales they're from bringing the Crypt? They're bringing it to TNT. Oh, you know what that means? Jesus. You know what that means? No sex and violence? No sex. Maybe some violence, because they kind of get away with a lot of that on cable now. But it's like, no, no Tales from the Crypt titties in this. Tales, Tales from the Crypt, from even its comic book days, 
has been known for pushing the envelope mm-hmm. for for gore and and sex, and that's really annoying. That's you ruined so, my day. Two two kisses. Of I'm death. out. I'm two, done. Two kisses of death here. <laughs> TNT. Uh huh. And M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. You know, I I could I could. So if he's the one that's bringing it to TNT, or I can't even say it. If like he's who, the one that brings, if he's the, <laughs> nobody wrestling fans, <laughs> uh, if he's the one that brings it to TV, great, I can accept that as mm, long no. as as long as long as he's not attached to every fucking episode. If he just he is, wants his if ding he's, dong on every episode, if, if, that's what he wants. If he's the catalyst for Tales from the Crypt coming back, great, I'll shake the man's hand. But he's bringing it to TNT, and it's probably not going to be very good. And I'm upset about that. What what about uh what about old what's his face? Who's who's old what's his face? Ah, the guy whose name I can't think of that plays the crypt keeper. Oh, um He signed on. They haven't said yet. In fact they haven't even said if they're gonna really have hmm. like a puppet or a digital one. Oh no, don't digitize the crypt keeper. Please don't. I hope they don't. Oh, please don't do that. Just he's a puppet. He, he he's supposed puppet. to be a puppet. He's supposed to have a hand up his ass, and he's supposed to be talking. He's supposed to be controlled by like five dudes. Is well. oh, like it's not like just a regular puppet, like a sock puppet. Uh, I don't. I know. I don't have to explain this to you. You know, he's a he's controlled through servo motors and a couple of people. What? Yeah. No. Dude, he's got his hand. You're making me very <laughs> very angry ass, right now, and he's talking. And then he shakes back and forth occasionally. Best episode of Sesame Street ever. Mm-hmm. That show's on HBO Chris, now. Chris, Crip Keeper coming to, the, to Sesame Street. Yeah, that show's on HBO now. I know. Yep, and they're playing old episodes. Are they? Yeah, so uh, I was talking about this with the wife the other day, so she was wondering if um, the HBO ones are going to make it to PBS. And I, I initially was like, yeah, probably not. I mean, it's, they've, they've taken it to pay cable. It's probably a reason for it. But they are. There's a six-month lag, so they come out on HBO, and then six months later, they come out on PBS. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. thing HBO stepped up with that. Yeah. They said, they, they, they were asked, I read an interview, and they were, at, they were asking them, like, um, sort of changes were going to be made to it and stuff, and um, they said they basically are treating it because they've changed it from the hour format to a half-hour format. And because they've done that, they've, they're looking at characters through a, a tiered system where... There's top tier characters, and then uh, middle tier characters, and then third tier characters. So you'll see the top tier characters more than anybody else, and then you'll kind of see visits from the other ones, and so on and so forth. So that was kind of interesting that they had to, they had to do that because they changed it to a half hour format. And they changed it to a half hour format for. I mean, they had they had a reason for it, but it was. It's because it's because kids can't handle longer shows. Because I, they're... That, but they didn't say that. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. What I was going to say was they had a reason that they explained. But the entire time I'm like bullshit. This is because kids attention don't span. have attention spans. <laughs> hmm. So who, who's considered third tier? I can't remember. I remember they said like obviously Elmo was like top tier, and they said Big Bird was like uh, second tier. But I can't. I don't, I don't remember what they whoa, said. Was whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they said Big, Big Bird, Bird was, was second tier. Mm-hmm. That's. That can't be. Mm-hmm. I think it was Elmo and like Cookie Monster were like top tier. Um, Is he, doesn't even eat Cookie Monster anymore. Doesn't he eat vegetables now? Yeah, but he's still called the Cookie Mo- Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. He's the Cookie Monster. He's, he's Cookie. He's hanging out on a mm-hmm. on a cutie set. It's monsters. Hella cookies. cookies. 
That's then what about uh, the count? Yeah, count's still there, but he's I, he's not top what tier. Is he? he better be. Top I don't tier. know, man. Don't fuck. I don't have. Don't the, fuck with I don't me. He better be tier, top tier. I don't have the tiered system sitting one, in front of me. Two, three, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. He's the best. He is. He's he's good. He's the count. He counts things. Yeah. That's what he does. If you're a math guy, he's good. <laughs> you know what he's going to do? He's going to watch Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. and he's going to count the boobies, and he's going to hit zero. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, that's what's going to happen. He's going to get so upset for the lack of boobage, he's going to kill himself. We're going to have a... He's... <laughs> the Count is on HBO, the show that can show the boobies, and... I know, right? Tales How backwards Crypt. is that? Yeah, How backwards Tales of Crypt is on TNT. So we've moved, <laughs> we've moved a show from... Well, you know, TNT is actually technically pay cable, but it's not... It's not pay-pay cable. Hmm. It's not network. Well, there's so many things you can't. I mean, what what would you even want from from a Tales from the Crypt show in this day and age? Yeah, what would I want what from Tales? Want? From, oh, yeah. I'd want the same classic stuff that was in it before. I'd want. Would you want the old like EG Comics kind of? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, I'd want. I'd want them to pull stories. And... I'd want them to pull stories from the old EG Comics because that's what they all were, and there there are loads and loads and loads of them because Tales from so Tales from the Crypt. I mean, there was. There were several different EG comic runs that they pulled Tales from the Crypt from. Not all of them were from, technically, Tales from the Crypt. So there's lots and lots of other stories still out there that haven't been touched. I think I told you they did a a, a radio drama series of it, of Tales from the Crypt. So it's like, um, it's basically... You know what radio drama is. I don't really need to explain that to you. <laughs> it's like, I know how that I works. It's like, I don't think I need to explain it. You're not a millennial. Uh, so anyway, they did, a, they did a radio drama series, and it had it had a couple of big, name, um, big names on it, but it, it wasn't that huge. But it was really, really cool that they did that, and they pulled all the stories they pulled from it were from EG Comics series as well, the same as, as the show was. And Richard Donner was one of the producers of it, and uh, Joel Silver as well. It was really cool. Um, but that's that's the kind of thing I'd want. I'd want that kind of the same spirit that was in that comic. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they can have TNT. Maybe they'll be able to pull it off. I don't know that Shamala Shimi Shumi Shumi. I don't know if Shamalama Ding Dong is the right guy to do that. I don't know. I don't think he is. I don't. I mean, he's 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 an obvious suspense and horror fan, but but he's yeah. he's lost his. Touch and the he's problem lost, with him, he's lost his touch. Yeah, he's lost his. I haven't seen touch. his last movie, The Visit. Um, well, I mean, the problem with him, and I haven't seen his past couple of movies, but he was so, and you know, it's partly our fault, but he was so beholden to the surprise ending where everything just started to seem forced. It's not partly our fault. He had a, he had a decision to make as a filmmaker, and he made his decision. Well, we we and liked we it all so hate much him for it. that you know, well, we he was like, "We're going to do we that. I got to so strike much. the lightning again." That's the thing he had to take that he had to take that for what it was. We didn't like the surprise twist. We liked the way the story was told. Mm-hmm. We liked the fact that he told us this. He told us this amazing story about this character, how he was trying to help people, and you know, and and he he gave us all these like little hints throughout the whole movie, and then. He revealed something about this character that we had, you know, and the the way he revealed it and the way he told the story and that that was what we liked. He can do that again and again and again without having a twist. He doesn't have to have a twist. I mean, 
Unbreakable. Unbreakable had a twist. Definitely had a twist. But it wasn't that kind of. It wasn't that level of a twist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love. Unbreakable was a great movie. I I agree. I think Unbreakable is one of like his his um, most underrated works. I thought it was fantastic, and I I still do. Well, you know, I don't. I don't think it's as unrated. I mean. Not underrated. Underrated. Underrated as it as it used to be. I think when it came out it was. But mm-hmm. I think over time it's definitely become one of those ones that is great. Because I actually did not like that one at first. And then as I went back, like every subsequent time, I'm like, oh, this is really good. And, you know, I really like it now. Where I, at first I didn't. But I'm also one of those people that actually really enjoyed Lady in the Water. I even do. Though everybody yeah. seems to hate on that one yeah. a lot. But I, I really, I didn't like The Village. I, I did like The Village. It was my least favorite of his movies. and uh, But I, I'm with you on Lady in the Water. I thought that was I thought it was, I thought really it was great. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. It had a lot of comedic elements to it. Mm-hmm. And, it yeah, and, and Paul Giamatti, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love him and everything. So. Yeah, and and he, I like the fairy tale aspect of it. I thought he had a good run. I really did. I, I mean, Sixth Sense, obviously, Unbreakable, uh, Lady in the Water. I thought those were all really great movies. Signs uh, was decent. Signs was good. Signs was good. I didn't mind the end. A lot of people didn't like that he showed the monster. I did. I didn't care I, that he I showed the it. monster. I was just like, oh, water kills yeah. the monster. Okay. I I did have a problem with the water kills the monster thing. Spoiler alert. I did have a problem with the <laughs> water kills the monster. That movie uh, is like 15 I know. Years I, old. I, that's, I'm making <laughs> I'm making the joke. It's not really. So. My biggest problem with 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 the water thing, and this is maybe the same problem you have with it, other than it just being stupid, is the fact that. Um, so we're assuming, by that end of the movie, that they're coming to take our resources and take us, just defeat us, wipe us off, right? And that's 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 what we're thinking, right? Is that what what's to be assumed? Do your research, motherfuckers. Do your research, right? <laughs> You're coming to a planet that is primarily composed. Of the one thing that is your weakness. Yeah. It's like Superman going to a planet of kryptonite. Oh, um, uh, I'm just going to take over this planet here, yeah. kryptonite. Yeah. Oh, f- oh, oh, I forgot what, about that. What do you know? It hurts me. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's the thing that that's probably the, the, the biggest bummer about that. But it was it was a really well-told story, and he mm. did a good job um, for the most part doing that. It's kind of like um, I really enjoy War of the Worlds, the Steven Spielberg version. Mm-hmm. And then... As it gets to that last like fifteen minutes, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, I understand, like, oh, the you know, bacteria finally ends up killing everything or disease, but it was just, it was so. I haven't seen that movie. I'm pretty, I'm just, I'm I'm pretty just, sure I showed you that movie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it gets to the end, and you're just like, "Oh!" And it's, it's. Just, I don't like. It's so neat and tidy. You spent all this movie, you know, an hour and forty five minutes watching this, and then all of a sudden, in ten minutes, they're like. Oh well, the disease came up, and yeah. nope, everybody just kind of died. I, that was bad, and I now back to the normal. Ups. It's like what I watched all that for that ending. Speedy wrap up endings bug the shit out of me because it's like, you know, yeah, you're like, it's like, you, just said, an like you said, you tell, you tell this, you tell this long involved story, and then you're like, well, we're hitting our runtime limit, so we're gonna go ahead and just wrap it all up. That's mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> We talk about movies with twists, and you you showed me this movie, and I, I thank you for it because it's one of my favorite movie twists of all time, as well as it's become one of one of my um, one of my favorite horror. Oh, I guess you can call it a horror movie. Um, is Mist? I thought oh, Mist. The the twist ending of that movie is like 
the most gut wrenching like <laughs> cinema. Oh, it is awful. Like this, I mean, because you're just because you're so they they do such a good job in uh, getting you invested in those characters, and you get to that point, and you're just like, "Fuck my life! I don't I don't have any faith <laughs> in in uh, in life anymore." That's just yeah. Well, I, we've been, we've been talking about a lot, a lot about your balls tonight, yeah. but Frank Darabont had some balls. He had some massive right. cojones. You, you, I think you might have told me. I'm not sure. I don't know if I, you told me or if I read it that Stephen King says he didn't write that ending, mm-hmm. but he wishes he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because if you if you read the short story, um, at the end of it, they leave basically notes as they travel, and then the last note is just like, "Oh, we got some supplies, and off we go into the great unknown," and mm-hmm. and then it ends. You don't know what happens to him, and then this happened, and Stephen Sport was like. Whoa, that was great. And I wish yeah. I, you know, but can you imagine you're given, you know, millions and millions of dollars to write a movie and then you walk into you know, the office or boardroom, whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. and you say, I'm going to end the movie like this where yeah. everybody dies and they didn't need to die if I had just waited five more minutes mm-hmm. besides this one guy. And they go, Oh, yeah, that sounds good, Frank. Let's yeah. do that. You know, especially in America where you get in in a world of happy endings. Yeah, it's the fact well, that that got sold and greenlit is it's it's amazing. It's not even the world of happy. If you watch if you watch any movie that's not American, they don't yeah. have you know like even the Descent, the horror movie they had, the main one that came out all over the world, and then America had to have a special happy ending where it seemed like maybe she got out and survived, which. Mm totally screws with the whole intent of the original movie and what the artist wanted to have just because clockwork orange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just blows my mind, but yeah, the missed ending was just nuts and it was such a good movie too. And then, and then you get to that ending and you're just like, yeah, horrible. Awesome. But great movie. Great, great piece of storytelling. And that's, I think that's, that's what I when I say that it's about the way the story is told. If that ending had just been thrown in there and had been in the movie, had spent no time investing you in the characters, had spent had not done a really great job developing people, had not really told the story in the right way, that ending kind of would have been like, oh, fuck, that sucks. But okay, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't have had the impact that it had. The way the story was told by the time that twist hit you just made it that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, you know, you don't see it as much in movies and that's what's so absolutely wonderful about TV shows now is they've gotten to such a quality and they can get away with so much, especially like on HBO and AMC and, you know, Showtime and all that, where you're basically watching like a 12 hour movie mm-hmm. season after season. So you have all this investment in the character, you have all this investment in the story and where it's going and so when stuff like that happens, like, you know, all this stuff that happens in Game of Thrones, it's just like a gut punch. But mm-hmm. you don't you don't get that with movies as much because you only spend an hour and a half to two hours with these characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did such a good job in that movie that by the time that you got to that part two hours in, you're like, wow, that's a really big gut punch because you don't it's hard to get that in movies. Yeah. And really develop characters that much and, you know, especially go that dark route and kill them off. So that's what's so entertaining now about like the walking dead and game of Thrones and, you know, all these other major shows that are, that kill main characters off, you know, that it's really fun and lost because they would kill off main characters and it'd kind of be like, what's going to happen this season? Who are they going to kill off? Yeah. And, you know, it'd be 
heart-wrenching because you spend all this time with these people. So it's cool when they do that kind of stuff. Have you watched the the black and white version of that movie? Of The Mist? Mm-hmm. No. No. He originally wanted to release it black and white, and they told him no. <laughs> so huh. he came out with um, a DVD version and a Blu-ray version that has the, the black and white oh, cool. cut on it and everything. So... That's um, awesome. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Have you cool. have you watched it yeah, front to back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's got both versions on it, but yeah. Is it the, exactly the same movie, only mm-hmm. colors gone? Yeah, that's cool. Yep, it's black and white. Because he thought it would be really cool to do it that way. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. We gave you that awful ending. Yeah. It will be in color. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the ending. We're not going to give you that. But Frank, Frank Darabont does awesome stuff, especially when it's Stephen King involved. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously he came up, well, he came up he with The Walking develop, Dead, but he yeah. developed The Walking Dead and kind of made it the way it was. So, you know, he does he does good stuff with that. I think that's all we probably have Yeah, it's about today. the time we have for this. So, uh, last time you had a really terrible closing. Um, I... Uh, you disagree, back, I... Back I to yeah, defer, yeah. You, think, you think by y'all is a good way to end the <laughs> podcast... Well, <clears throat> that I takes place this in the Northwest. Is, yeah. Well, I figure the podcast is reaching a lot of Southerners. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Southerners love their pop culture podcasts. They do. Mm-hmm. In between uh, all the uh, so maybe, maybe this brother-on-brother brother action, there's <laughs> a lot of podcasts listening. Maybe this time, much like we're, we're trying to get, get a feel for what would work as a good intro, maybe we, uh, maybe we start to try to get a good feel for what works as a good outro. So... Um, you want you want to try again, or you want me to take a, you, you, want me you got to take your, a stab at this? I took mine, and you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, so all right, you're on the spot. All right, let's let me give this a shot. <clears throat> Come on back now. You hear? Oh, fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> Don't listen to the man, but come on back now. You hear? Bye. We'll see you next week. <laughs>